let's go. This is the non-microwave truth, and I am C.L. Whiteside. This is episode 45. 45, we're we getting up there. And before we really get into this episode today, I just wanted to remind you of checking out timeofgrace.org. And you're like, well, what is that? Time of Grace is all about connecting people to God. That's what this podcast is through. And if you were able to check out that that website, you will see they have different books. They have different sermons. They have articles pretty much on any topic. The topic can be from different social issues to anxiety to to prayer. They even have stuff on the, the Bible app. Time of Grace does. So if you're looking for some devotions or if you're looking for more resources, definitely use Time of Grace org. They got some good resources on there. Let's get into our first world problem today. I know you I know you've been waiting for it. All right. So I was thinking about this. We know Judas. Judas is one of Jesus's disciples. He's he's known for betraying Jesus. But even before he betrayed Jesus, he betrayed him for some silver, for some moolah, for some money. Judas was known for stealing money because he was the treasurer. He was the person who held the money for the disciples. And the first world problem question today is, what do you think Judas was spending that stolen money on? Because I can tell you this, it wasn't the poor. Because he complained about that sometime. Like, man, we could we could use that money, you know, if I'm saying, to, to give it to the poor. When he really just wanted to make his pockets chunky. So I, saw, I was thinking about this and I was like, he couldn't have bought like some new flip-flops or some, some Jesus Walk sandals. Because my guess is the disciples would have been like, hey, how you get those new sandals? How you get those new flip-flops? And I was like, maybe did Judas have an addiction or something? Was he going to the tavern or the bar late at night spending money? Was every once in a while he just treating himself to some gourmet food? Yummy, yummy in my tummy. Or maybe Judas had a family and he justified the stealing and the taking by saying, you know what, I'm actually going to send this money back home to my wife who's all alone or raising the kids since I can't necessarily be there. Because you know that's what we do as, as sinners. We justify our actions. We justify our sins. But what do you think? Like, what do you think Judas was spending the stolen money on? I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of this episode today is rest properly the reason i came up with that is because february has been a fool february has been a lot i mean it has been a lot i've been working it's been it seems like it's been non-stop i found myself several times saying i need a break like i need a break how often do you say this and what do you mean when you say that i need a break you're like, well, duh, I need some time off. I want to relax. I want to chill. But I ask that question because a lot of times people mistake and switch up rest for laziness. Like when I think about resting for myself, like it's cool if I get a massage or instead of getting seven hours of sleep, I can get like nine, maybe even 10 hours of sleep like that. That's good rest to me. I think God would be like, that's that's some good rest. But some of us switch that up and we thinking like when I say I need to rest, I want to watch hours of TV. Like I want to binge watch Netflix series. I want to drink. Honey, could you pour me a glass of wine as I watch this TV show? Thanks. You're the best. Or some of us like, no, nah, pour up a shot. Roll the blunt. Let me smoke. 
let me just do nothing. And that's what I'm talking about when we mistake and switch up rest for laziness. It's one thing to get off your feet, but if you can't get off your feet and read a book and you justify by saying, my mind has been working all week. I just need a break from everything. I don't even want to think. Or how about this? We say, I don't want to work out. I do not want to work out. But then we drink or we smoke. Or we play hours of video games or watch hours of television. And the first thing we're going to look at today on this episode of Rest Properly is should we rest? And I hope you know the answer to that is yes, because even God rested. We're going to start off by reading Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 2. And it says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creation that he had done. I just want you to think about this. He created the whole world. He created, he created the whole entire universe. And I'm one of those people that trip and can't even clean up my room sometime. Like you did your job, but God did every job. But CL, he's God. And guess what? We're his children. And the first thing I want to point out is that God did perfect work. The second thing is he made the day holy. Now, holy to me is like watching sports all day or maybe watching some power episodes or for maybe you is watching the Game of Thrones or Stranger Things or Insecure. The third thing I want to point out is that God rested from all the work he did. And you're like, well, well, that's Captain Obvious. But I just want you to think about this. We rest from the things we said were supposed to help us rest properly, but actually did the exact opposite. Like, if you ever drank so much where you like, dude, I need to rest from drinking or I need to rest from all the partying we did. Boy, you can't tell me it was turned up. It was lit. It was lit. But we miss why God actually rested. Exodus chapter 20, verse eight tells us a big reason why. And it starts out by saying, remember, this is a big reason. Remember, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. So he said six days to work, one day for me. If we could take a whole week and make it chill, how many of us would? Like we are not trying to labor at all. We really were designed and created to work. I think we forget that. So we try taking these whole weeks or at least the weekend. At the very least, we at least say we want the weekend. But we're not focused on dedicating it to the Lord, though. We're focused on dedicate, dedicating it to our, our own tired selves and, and bodies is what we all say. And I have to point out the fact that God didn't need to rest. Like when he created the world, the universe, and he took that, that day off, it wasn't because he was just like, man, I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I can't do anymore. It was more so for us to understand how he was reflective on that day, how he showed gratitude and for us to model gratitude. And to have a different focus on that day, that focus being on God and everything that he's done for us and how he has worked in our lives. That's what the Sabbath is supposed to be. That's where the remembering comes in. at. But rest for us means usually making ourselves a God. And I put an emphasis on the lowercase g of God because it's all about me and what I think I need. We chase easiness. We don't chase labor. We're, we're done trying to work. 
Like, I can't wait till I make this amount of money so I can take it easier. Or how many people, if you're 45, 50, like, I can't wait till I get to 60 so I can retire. I can't wait till this happens so that I can stop working. It's like we were designed to work. And how many times do we forget that? Like, a lot of times when people talk about heaven or the new world, we're like, man, I can't wait to get to heaven so I can just relax and chill. But it's like, nah, you're going to be working. You just won't hate it. Like, you won't hate it. You will actually enjoy the fruits of your labor. You will actually enjoy labor. That's just impossible for us to almost conceptually understand and to comprehend. Because right now, because work sucks. Like, work can be a grind. It, it can be a lot. It can be stressful. And, yeah, that's just super hard for us to understand and comprehend right now. But Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 tells us about how when Adam worked and when he was perfect, it was good. Like, it was a good thing to do. So you can see that God designed Adam to work. All of us are designed to work. Revelations 21 verse 5 is talking about how it's going to make everything new. And when God makes everything new, work will be enjoyable. Somebody like, well, how do you know you're going to actually work? Well, look at Revelations 22 verse 3. It talks about serving God on a new earth. How do we serve God? We serve God by working. But man, doesn't that word work sound so bad? It sounds horrible almost. But that's because we messed it up with sin. Work in itself is not bad. And work is something we cannot avoid in this lifetime. We cannot avoid it on earth. So what should we do to find rest, though? Like, how do we rest properly? And this is key. So who should we look at? None other than Jesus himself. Like, how did Jesus rest? I want to point out something that people sometimes forget. Jesus was God and man. And something I want to point out about Jesus is Jesus got his sleep. Some of you might be like, sleep is for suckers. If the son of God got his sleep, I think you better make sure that you're getting yours. In Mark chapter four, this is when Jesus calmed the storm. He was asleep before he did that. He was asleep during a storm, a storm where the disciples thought they were going to die. And my man still found it very important to get his sleep. So what's your excuse? What is your excuse? He took a nap, woke up, calmed an entire storm. You talk about a power nap right there if you ever seen one. And that's what resting properly can do for you. I'm just kidding. You won't be able to like take a nap most likely and then calm an entire storm or tsunami or tornado or something like that. But you get the point. So if you aren't sleeping, you need to put away all the devices because the screens, they're, they're messing with your mind. And if that doesn't work, you probably need to talk to your doctor for real. But it is undeniable that Jesus got his sleep. So we should take you and get our sleep, too. And I think that's a huge point that God also was trying to make sure that we understood that we shouldn't just work, 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 work. Because work can all of a sudden become an idol to us as well. And he allows for us to get tired. And I know some people take pride in, I don't need that much sleep or I, I don't want to take a rest. But I read this in a devotion and it said a, a key reason on why rest is key. It says rest is a way of saying we trust in God to produce results and have value regardless of what we accomplish at work. Resting helps us not make work our idol. And this way, it keeps it as a form of worship to God. And it's not about us. Now, how else did Jesus rest, though? How did he rest properly? Jesus made a concerted effort and was very intentional to be alone with God, like to be alone with the Heavenly Father. 
we want to be alone with the TV or we want to be alone with our phone or our iPad or we want to be alone with the video game or you name it. But it's not God. It's not alone time with God in most cases that we're trying to, to actually get. Now, what we see with Jesus is he was alone and he prayed a lot like this was part of his routine when he had to make big decisions, when he knew temptations were on the way or he was about to face a lot. And we see an example of this right in the first chapter of, of Mark. Jesus called the 12. He healed a man of an unclean spirit and then he healed a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of sick, cast out a whole bunch of demons. And then Mark 1 verse 35 says this. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. We pray like the disciples, though. We pray when we're tired. Remember when the, he asked the disciples to pray with him and they all fell asleep? That's how I am a lot of times. The first thing Jesus did when he woke up, though, is he prayed. He prayed. We think we'll find energy in taking a break from God. But Jesus shows us the exact opposite. So when we're resting, there are things that we should never forget or try to take a break from. The first one is we should never take a break from God's word. Something that we see that Jesus does, too, that is often overlooked is how he memorized passages. I think that's a, a beautiful practice for all of us, because those are things that we can just go to in those times where we, we need an energy boost or we want to rest properly. And something that we see is just when is the last time or have you ever just prayed and meditated? Have you ever just sat there? Have you ever just sat there and breathed and just thought about all the ways that you have been blessed, all the different ways that a passage might apply to you, all of the different things that God has done in your life and just say, God, talk to me. We do a lot of talking to him, but we don't allow him to respond and, and actually talk to us. And definitely when we're resting, I say we got to be conscious and very leery of the music and the TV and the drinking and the video games. And even the, the resting of things that might not seem that bad, like getting your nails done or your eyebrows done or, you know, I need to get a fresh cut. Well, in my case, I don't need a fresh cut because I'm bald. But, you know, what what kind of conversation is happening when you're in the beauty salon or at, at the barbershop when you're resting and trying to rest properly? Like when I get my massage, we don't have any crazy conversation or talk about anything that that's toxic. And when you take in toxic stuff. And that's probably the thing right there. A lot of times we would say we're not taking any toxic stuff. I'm just watching a show or I'm just listening to this conversation or or this music. And we deny ourselves. And what I would define toxic is something that goes against God's word. Like if what you're listening to or seeing is glorifying that behavior, is making it seem OK, is, is normalizing it, then that's that's toxic. And especially, especially when you are tired a lot of times we have our guards down and we're not really conscious and leery and just being like, I'm actually absorbing this stuff. It actually is having some type of negative influence on me. I think that's the biggest lie that we tell ourselves or things that we deny. But Psalm 101 verse two tells us, I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Now think about this. How do you ponder the wrong thing? You ponder the wrong thing by allowing yourself to see or hear the wrong thing. This is why there are a good number of people who don't want to watch scary movies before they go to sleep because all of a sudden they'll have a nightmare. 
And when you're tired and trying to get rest, you don't even understand what you're subconsciously absorbing at times. And the person who wrote this psalm, King David, he knew a thing or two about seeing the wrong thing and allowing yourself to continuously see it. And then all of a sudden you start to ponder it. And when you start to ponder it, you start to think some things you shouldn't think. And when you start thinking some things you shouldn't think, you start doing some things you shouldn't do. And that is not how you rest properly. That is the opposite of resting properly. It's even more dangerous. So in this episode of Rest Properly, we see how Jesus rested properly. We see how we should not rest properly. And we know that every single person does need to rest. And to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You might be like, well, I don't want to do it on Saturday or Sunday. You better take a day out. Better take at least one day out. Probably need a little bit of that each and every day. Proper rest, proper dedication to the Lord. And again, it is inevitable that all of us will have a time or maybe you experience a time right now where you feel like just drained and, and burdened and it's a lot. But what does God tell us in Matthew 11, verse 28? He says, come to me, all who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I just I, when I read that, I was like, man, we need to stop trying to be sufficient in ourselves or with the things of just this world. We need to use the things of this world, but more so we need to use what God is telling us to use. And when you don't know God, those sins and those things and those burdens, they can get really, really, really heavy. But as Christians, we know that, that God has us. And he goes on to say, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said, learn from me. When I read this, I was like, wow, there's a whole bunch of different yokes or obligations we could take up. But God is making it clear. Jesus is making it clear to take up the one from him. But why should we take it from him? It says, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus wants our burdens and he bears our burdens. And he showed us he's more than capable of handling our burdens. And it goes on to say, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It can only be easy and light because Jesus is bearing it for us. That's the only way. That's the only way it can ever be light. And if a person doesn't know the good news of Jesus being their savior, like they should never rest. But if they had this mentality, if they didn't know him, the, the sad thing about this is none of us could ever work enough. And to my Christian folks, don't be lazy and resting like this world. Take a note from Christ on how to get re-energized. Memorize some passages. Pray. Meditate. Breathe. Sleep. Spend some alone time with your Heavenly Father and ask the Spirit to re-energize and revitalize and get you moving and get you how you want to get going. Reflect. Send some time pondering all the different ways you've been blessed. Spend some time in gratitude. Rest like Jesus. Rest properly. And this is the non-microwave truth. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.